Thank you for joining me for another episode of Sheffy's Sandbox. This episode is going to be something like a potluck. I'm not sure how many of you can really feel into that reference, but having grown up in some Protestant churches, that was a thing after service. We would gather, everyone would bring a casserole dish or a dessert, you know, as the you know, the kids especially looking at the dessert table, but everyone would bring a dish and we would set out tables. And so instead of having to go home directly from church and making other people work and so forth, you got to really get that fellowship aspect of it by eating together. And so you never really know what you're going to get unless you bring something yourself. So that's why it's called a potluck and you kind of piece together what it is that you want and hopefully there's enough stuff that you like that you walk away with a full stomach. So with that analogy, yes, I hope there's enough presented today that you're able to get something here, something there and walk away with enough food for thought. How about that? I have been at a loss really of what to talk about in the podcast but one thing that seemed important was the concept of having that one thing in my human design chart I have the channel of the seeker and that can be I can go two ways so The high expression of that is that you're consistently looking for ways to improve. You maintain that childlike curiosity and sense of adventure, but the low expression of that could be that you're never satisfied. And that has definitely played out in my life, just to be honest. Nothing's ever quite enough. So I'm never quite enough has been my my process, my struggle in my self-love journey. I have all these interests. I guess that's part of having this channel of curiosity. I have all these interests and I try something out, but if I'm not instantly good at it, then I want to toss it aside and go for the next thing. And I'm not sure if that has anything to do with me identifying as an Enneagram one or my upbringing or what exactly that is. But if I don't have that knack or that gift, then I have no time for it. And it's on to the next thing because I want to really be able to sit in and bask in, I don't know, attention for whatever it is that I'm doing well. So I guess because traditionally I haven't been giving that love and attention to myself. And so whenever you turn that outward, it's never quite enough, is it? So I will tell you, I'm 40. (laughs) And It's been a long process of following those curiosities, following my interests, 
the next shiny bit of, you know, just those little shiny curious bits, kind of like a dragon. If it's shiny or like gold, you know, just grab it all up. And so that's what I've been on. I've been on a journey of that thing that I'm really good at and that will get me attention. It's going to be out there. And it's just been one thing after another. Well, you've listened for a while. You know that I have been reading my own Akashic records for the past year. And there was finally, finally, finally level two coming out where you could get to read someone else's records. And I was like, this is it. I have, I felt like I've had this relationship with the my own Akashic records. This is my thing. This is how I can be of service to the world and at the same time get my fix. The fix of being that conduit, that helper, that help to the world, right? We all want to be helpful in some way, useful. We want to belong. And so I was thinking that this is, this is going to be my key to belong. I'll finally have my part to play. If you know anything about my website, I've had it up. I constantly update it with my mini offerings and I already had it set up on my website for the practice sessions for level two, because I knew I was going to have to do homework. And so I already was getting people signed up for me to do my 40 sessions as a practice reader for level two. Well, I show up to class and I hadn't gotten that many people signed up or really anybody, I don't think. And there was relatively little to no interest, but I showed up and it was three day class. And I think it was either the second or third day that one of the ladies in the class, this was a Zoom meeting, she showed up and said that she had posted a call for volunteers who would want a practice reading. And like overnight, she woke up the next morning to have 60, 60 inquiries, 60 people who were interested in a reading. I will tell you that I was really happy for her. That part of me was so happy for her, honestly. But sometimes there can be polarity, right? What I had to do in that moment is I had to stop the video feed on my end for that meeting because it hit me really hard. I think it was probably going to show up on my face or in my aura. (laughs) Here I was. I felt like I had the framework in place already. I had already put out my inquiries, my calls for volunteers out in several groups. I thought that this would, they would just eat it up. Like this would be their thing. Like who wouldn't want an Akashic record reading, right? So I already had the preparation. I had put in the time. I had set up the framework for success because we get that programming, right? If you aren't to do anything, nothing's going to happen. So you need to actually set yourself up for success. I had done that. I had put in the work. And here was this lady 
who had no website, who had just an email address and had done exactly what I had done in, in posting in a few spiritual minded groups and, and automatically got 60 responses. I honestly, I was like, as I, I turned the video feed off and I just felt like bawling inside. I was like, what the fuck universe? <laughs> right. I felt like I had been led along this path and I had just known, I had this sense that this was, this was my thing. And, and then honestly, it wasn't coming. The information wasn't coming as smoothly in these uh, practice sessions as I had thought, as I had hoped. And yeah it reminded me of I would say maybe eight months ago I was on a clubhouse call and I think there was a psychic on there there was a psychic paired with an astrologer and I called in because you could ask a question time permitting and I asked, what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing with my gifts, with my talents? What are my gifts? What are my talents? What am I supposed to be doing in this world? What is my place? And what I had gotten then was that there is no straight path for me. There's no straight path that I'm not meant to find that one thing and that it's going to be later on in life before it really falls into place. So with my human design, I was not okay with that. I honestly was probably pissed off. And as soon as my call, my part was over, I signed out of the clubhouse chat and I had to sit with that because I mean, I keep getting that message. Okay, so then one of the student readers, Akashic Record readers, I wanted to be one of her guinea pigs, get one of her practice sessions done. And I tell you guys, she is so naturally gifted. Like it was. It was crazy. Like me, especially, I know firsthand I've had to like work and it's felt like, like something I hadn't done before. <laughs> and then this lady, she was just amazing. All this information was just flooding through her. And, and guess what? I had a simple question. Should I continue to be an Akashic records reader level two for other people I just need a yes or no right universe just give me a yes or no I'm kind of thinking no because it hasn't been easy and with my ego or whatever it is my temperament I don't like difficult I mean why I have looked at it at like this 
if it wasn't easy, then it wasn't my thing to do. Everyone has their strengths. Then that's probably someone else's, um, that's probably someone else's job. So I was having this amazing reading from a fellow student practitioner and I didn't get a yes or no. I got a, this is just another tool in your toolbox. And that she didn't see my path as being straight at all, but this this winding, winding river. And I was like on this raft by myself and that resonated a little too deeply as well. She's like this, path is going to feel like a very solo or isolated experience and yeah that made me sad it made me sad a little bit that this path was a windy one and that later all these little tools that I've collected along the way will eventually make sense. Everything's going to click. But until then, <laughs> I'm just supposed to follow what makes me happy. And the reader said that my soul presented itself to her like excited and thrilled just to be a, a human, having a human experience. It was all about the experience of it and not me having to accomplish anything. Guys, I don't know why I'm crying. I just know I have felt some hesitation to do the podcast. And I just felt kind of stuck in my heart space and I don't know I guess while I'm I guess that's why everyone all the messages I keep getting from the universe are that I'm supposed to be doing this basically for me <laughs> this is for my journey and that's confirmation right now I guess is that I'm here crying I guess it needs to be released whatever it is anyway but that my soul was so proud and happy and having the time of her life and I was like oh well I'm glad she feels that way because I kind of feel like I've been a failure in that way if my soul's mission is to have fun because I've gotten that in several different readings and messages but I feel like I've failed because I haven't had fun my life has not been one of joy or excitement there's been a lot of depression and feeling misunderstood or that I'm not communicating effectively So the reader said, no, there is no failure. Your soul's proud of you. She's having a blast with all these new experiences. And 
if your team, your spiritual team just wants you to relax and enjoy. And I get that. I get that. But it's just a matter of deconditioning, right? Maybe some of you feel it as strongly as I have, and maybe others of you don't know what I'm talking about, but I have always felt this pressure to make something of myself. What have I done? What do I have to show for my existence? How did I help others? Did I leave any life-changing books behind? Did I write any literary masterpieces that will be read in classrooms decades from now? You know, I it's just the kind of thing that goes through, goes through my head. So having taken kind of like this disappointment from level two, that I was not a natural gifted reader straight out of the gate, that I was persisting in doing something I wasn't good at. <laughs> it was very humbling place to be. But I took that, combined it with the message from this reader about how the Akashic Records are just another tool. And the thing is, is I had already lined up a different modality, a class for yet another modality, right? Always on that search for what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What is my thing? Well, at least I was able to go into that, that class, that workshop with the understanding of, I really have no expectations here, except for this to be yet another tool in my toolbox that one day may or may not make sense. Maybe it'll be something that I can draw upon to help other people, but in all likelihood, this is not going to be my one thing. So knowing that, I went in it with very managed expectations. And yeah, when it was difficult in, in the practice parts of it, I didn't fall to pieces. I didn't have to uh, turn off my video feed to get my shit together. Yeah, there was no asking the universe, why, why me? <laughs> um, you gave me all these breadcrumbs and now I'm here and it's, it's hard and anticlimactic, like I thought, yeah, did not manage my expectations the first time. So the second time I felt much better. I wasn't uh, disappointed. I feel like I came to it with the right, the right perspective. It was framed correctly. So yeah, I, I will continue to just follow what lights me up, what fires up my curiosity that I'm interested in without investing so much of my worth, right? I think that's what it is. Not investing so much of my, my self-worth and how good I am at something. Because I still got a lot of stuff. <laughs> and just... Going from there, so I had a chance to revisit my mission statement. I had done the Go For Your Win course back in, you know, early last year. And I still have the sticky note. I'll show you. 
I still have the sticky note of my mission statement from the time last year. So this year when they rebooted it just uh, maybe a week or so ago, they gave people who had been in the program before the option of going through it again for free, kind of grandfathered in. Uh, so if you had paid for it, and in my case, it was just $1. So I feel like that was something I'm kind of cheating. But if you've paid it before, you're welcome to join this iteration of it. So I was able to readdress what is my mission statement. And so let me just tell you what the one last year was. My mission is to model bravery, healing, and self-love through exercises of expression, creativity, spiritual alchemy, and somatic experiences. So maybe a little bit of a mouthful there. All right, let me read to you what the one is that I just came up with last week. My mission is to know my truth, to express that through writing and podcasting, and to help others discover their truth by offering human design readings, writing workshops, and other healing modalities. Part of these exercises are, what are 20 things you would wanna do before you would die? And I honestly had the hardest time figuring what that was because so many of my goals now and the things I wanna do in life it's less goal oriented and more acceptance oriented. And it's not that I don't have any goals. I don't think that will ever be the case. I think there's enough healthy ego in there working with me, that ego being my sidekick, my ally. Um, there's enough of that healthy ego to keep me to want to do and accomplish and help. So I don't think that will ever be a problem is not wanting to accomplish anything. I see this as growth that I want to just accept what happens as being for me and not against me. So I read you my old mission statement, my new mission statement. Having shared with the energy tribe, my anger, my disappointment, my feeling of betrayal kind of by the universe that this was not easy for me, the Akashic Records. There's so many people that responded. They really felt that. They feel this unsettled, drifting type sensation, not having that one thing and always being on this search for something else. So in case it resonates with you, I want to let you know that brother, sister, I'm there with you and try to remember that your soul is, is here perhaps for a ride, just like mine, to enjoy the sights and that there is no failure. I know we can feel exhausted trying to reach some unattainable goal or a standard or aha moment like I've made it 
Just realize that by being you and bringing your energy and sense of fun and creativity to every interaction, that that is healing and it's purposeful. And I want to thank you for working your, your magic, your, your special sauce <laughs> in this world. So since I was feeling this block for the podcast, I asked my Akashic Records. I haven't honestly been opening them for a while for myself. So I did that this time. What should I talk about on my podcast? And what came through was the truth of intercessory efforts. And I said, please clarify. I don't understand. Answer Talk about the truth of interceding on behalf of someone in need. Prayer, that of wishing someone well and sending them high vibrational energy of thoughts and will power. I said, I don't feel as though I know anything about it. What experience do I have that speaks to this? And my record said that they respectfully disagreed with me that I that I didn't know anything or have any experience about it. They reply, the order of things in nature speaks to wellness and joy, as well as the pain and cycles of death. Share what it is to be a human being that experiences both the truth of existence in a complex, beautiful, but decaying body and world, and yet an undying soul and spirit that learns more and more each time. So how does that relate to prayer or intercessory efforts? Yeah, I keep it real with the records because they want you. If you don't understand something, you need to keep digging. Rely on your intuition to speak what is on your heart. So that's what I'm doing today. Actually, I had very little plan. And that in a way was it's very scary. <laughs> what am I going to talk about Prayer for another is simply wishing them well. And this has occurred many times when you were discouraged or feeling let down. The inspiration for life lies in protecting what means something to you and letting that flourish unhindered by man-made rules or sinister intentions to destroy or limit one's aspirations and dreams. Flourish where you are planted. Okay. So in accessory prayer, when I said I don't feel like I know anything about it, when I was younger, I had these grandiose prayers of, you know, of filling up the bathtub. I'm going to walk on water. I can't, okay. I can't have been the only kid to have done that. But really, I believed I, I could walk on water. So I fill up the bathtub and guess what? I didn't. I didn't. Mm, big surprise, right? Uh, and then people I prayed for that were sick when I was younger, they didn't get better. They died. So here recently, with me exploring different aspects of spirituality, I know that what I do is prayer, but maybe not prayer in the traditional sense. So I'm like, I don't even know if what I do is prayer, I have no experience. And again, I just thought it's so funny that they said that they respectfully disagreed. So that being the case, I'll tell you what I do. And then 
If it's helpful, great. What I do is I use creativity to envision an alternate timeline, an alternate reality. I put the intention out there that if uh, this is for someone's highest and best good, then I would like this happy, healthy, quick timeline to happen. And I will imagine this person in my mind's eye being happy if I know that they're depressed, if I know that they need something, I see them receiving it graciously. If they're having some type of struggle, I see them being victorious. I just envision specifics as to what that looks like. Because for me, if it stays in my, let's say my mental space, but I guess that's where your creative imagining would be too. But if it's just an idea, I should pray for them. Or if it doesn't make its way, maybe to the other side of the brain, where I'm envisioning a scenario in which they are living that separate reality, that separate truth, this reality I want for them. If it doesn't make its way from that side of the brain to the other, then it feels as though there's no power at all to that. But once it goes to the side where I'm envisioning it happen, it just feels like there is so much energy and power behind that. What the Akashic Records, I thought, also said was interesting is that when I ask what prayer is, it's wishing someone well and sending them high vibrational energy of thoughts and will. Power. Like will and then power is in parentheses. So what was impressed upon me is that there is power in will. I don't know about you, but... I know action is important, right? I've always been like, let's not talk about it. Let's make something happen. If we're going to talk about it, let's do it. I just find talking about how things are so messed up or so wrong or this or that, it's exhausting because there's no action plan to it. If there's an action plan to something, then I'm very willing to hear you out. So that's kind of what happens here, the Akashic Records are telling me there is power in just will, willpower. It is powerful. Sometimes we think if we can't physically help someone out with money, or if we can't lay our hands on someone and instantaneously see them get better, then there's no, there's no power to it. Your prayers or your well wishes, they don't have legs. Wish in one hand and spit in the other, and which one fills up faster. But I love that willpower, it's for a reason, and not in just you trying to chase something that you really want, like a muscled body by going to the gym and pressing through with pure willpower. I am talking about the power that there is in simply wishing someone well and how I feel that most strongly again is by envisioning that other reality 
happening. So if I want someone to get better, my prayer finds form in envisioning someone walking or making healthy choices, that kind of thing. So I'm trying to figure out if there's anything else I know about intercessory prayer or willpower, if you will, that I know. And I will tell you that there was a lady, she was talking about how she was feeling depressed and down. And I sent her a message telling her about basically what I just told you, my form of intercessory prayer, not knowing exactly what that looks like. But to me, this is how it's kind of shaped up. And I said that when I had put that into place for her, I saw her as a kid on a playground. We were all kids on a playground. An adult comes in with those icy pops, the popsicles, you know, where you push the ice up, handing those out, big handful. And this friend being the first reach and grab hers with just innocent delight and and that childish selfishness, going for the gusto, getting what you desire without stopping yourself by saying, I'm not worthy. I don't belong. It's everybody else except me. I saw her just reaching in and grabbing her favorite flavor and there wasn't anything wrong with that. Sometimes you, you should just follow what it is that lights you up. She messaged me back and she said, no joke. I'm here on a playground <laughs> as we speak. And I had made popsicles, these little push pops with my child just the night before. And so for her, that imagery really did resonate. Pretty pleased with how, you know, the universe was able to speak to her through just that, that word picture I got. So I told you this is going to be a hodgepodge. I also wanted to talk to you about one of the first days of me going back into my records after a long time. I came with the uh, catch-all question, what do you want me to know? And I'll tell you, their reply came back a little bit of, as a, a little bit of a surprise because I know everyone's experience around the world is different, but I have felt as though we're in something of a bubble. Maybe I'm just in a bubble, but it seems as though the COVID restrictions have lightened up. It seems as though life is getting back to something of a normal, that there are other concerns besides all the craziness in the world. I felt like the normal was coming back. Maybe a little bit of boredom was coming back. I was thinking something is stirring, but in the moment, it feels like a holding pattern. Like there's nothing really happening. Like I said, I had been experiencing life as getting better. Fewer people were having to deal with COVID in my, in my own personal circles, et cetera. All the normal stressors seemed to have calmed down, but they went dark right away with me. What do you want me to know? The underlying pins holding the fabric of seen existence is coming loose, collectively speaking. Okay, that's what they come out with. 
I liked the rest of this. And when I shared it with the energy tribe, it did resonate with a few of those people. So I'm going to repeat it just in case it resonates with you as well. They continue. The underpinning is coming loose and flapping in the breeze. Trust not in this fabric of reality that you've known, but beyond it to the ones who hold time and space together and weave something much stronger than the value of currency or the rising and falling of stocks. These are meaningless. Yeah, the cash regards didn't sparse any words. These are meaningless. But the weavers craft mysteries, wondrous and miraculous to behold. You can be part of this shining and purposeful creation if you so choose. But all your experiences have value regardless of your chosen path. Love the current moment and treasure the stitching together of the threads of synchronicity. Trust that they know the bigger design that you can't always see from your limited perspective, but go with the flow as the weaver's hands move to and fro, to and fro, shuttle, making their masterpiece for the world to marvel at. I thought that was beautiful and that even though in the moment, it seems as though this, this fabric of existence that I've known, even though it seems to be kind of normal, I'm getting the reassurance that if or as things fall apart in this 3D world, I can see that it's just revealing the grander design underneath the one that has purpose and it makes sense. <laughs> There's so much in our, our world of chaos that doesn't seem to make sense. So if that's helpful for you, great. I followed it up with another question. Why did today feel difficult? Answer, the reasons people cannot or do not choose joy is twofold. The first being they don't even see the other option. This can be from conditioning or lack of purposeful living. The other is because they cannot find the strength to reach for the other option. These see, but cannot grasp or take hold of, cannot claim. Both are weakened by thought systems that disempower one out of their own stability and okayness. It is actually okay to feel sad sometimes, not trying to be happy constantly or else label yourself a non-spiritual self. So don't vilify when this happens but also try to envision, see what it is that you want, who you are, and then take that next step to grab, to move. Take that walk, have that talk, drink that tea, take that nap, write that story, express your truth while walking in the light of who you truly are, a powerful, sovereign, capable being with decisions to make from a centered, loving, and sometimes selfish place. I was thinking to myself as I wrote it, are you sure you mean selfish place? Yeah, it's, um, it can be a, a selfish place that we need to be acting out of.
because it's not a non-loving place. It's where you're loving yourself first because that's really, you can only give from a full cup, right? Okay, I think that's enough of a, what did I say? A potluck for today. So I will end this letting you know I have a new offering. I offer human design readings. And the reason why this came about, and I will repeat what I've said before, my Southern note in astrology is very comfortable in learning and studying and the facts, but that can keep you from never moving forward because you feel like you don't ever quite know enough and you're more comfortable in that learning. Okay, I don't know enough yet, so I can't put myself out there. Well, my North Node, which symbolizes where you're headed or your purpose, the direction you be taking in life, it leads me to do and not worry about ever being perfectly prepared, right? That North Node asks me to act from a place of sure experience and knowledge and facts that I'm comfortable with and actually do and try and fail. So I'm doing these as a series of video. I'll be getting my face out there, which is part of this Leo energy I'm supposed to be embracing and not be, not drown myself in the process of going too deep into the waters with my introverted self. I can just have facts in front of me and then I can create the video on my own time, get to what I wanted to actually say and then send it. So this was a happy medium. My face would be getting out there, but not, not in real time. But how this came about is a friend, she got a reading from someone I know is well-versed in human design. But what the person came away with was nothing. They mentioned they don't remember like anything from the reading. They were impressed, but they didn't walk away with any of it because it was so much. And that was my aha moment that I can bring to the table my love and enthusiasm for human design and introduce people to this modality. Use my enthusiasm, if nothing else, for this modality and light them up with this fire and this interest to learn more and maybe not be that water that's so much it puts out the fire. Like there's nothing here for me because it's too much, it's too much. So I knew some basics that I felt in themselves were life-changing. So this has been a process of me not expecting perfection of myself or anything close to it, but simply bringing my knowledge of the basics and my enthusiasm and leading with that. So I am more than happy to do that. I purchased a, a helpful program so we can even do human design readings for pentas. So where two or more people get together, you can feel that energy where it's no longer person A and B. 
it's something completely different. They have their own dynamic. There's a, that gets a, a life of its own. You can also figure out the human design of the overlap of a relationship. That third thing that is created when you and someone else interact. So feel free to check out my website and book that. It's aprilific.com forward slash human design. And I would love to send you a little video. I have some testimonials where they have talked about what they have gained from their their session with me was life-changing and they give specific examples of how it was helpful to them. So I will have that on my website as well. Feel free to check it out. But that's what I wanted to do. I want to introduce people with like just a few of the basics, get them excited and knowledgeable on that, and then show them without luring cheese what's available after that. I don't have to, I don't have to explain and show that I'm teacher worthy. All I'm having to do is kind of stand there at the, the way and point people where they can find more information. I believe it is very reasonably priced. And like I said, if you want to have a human design reading, but feel you can't afford it, uh, just send me an email and we can talk it out. So thank you so much for listening to me ramble. And maybe next time we'll be more structured, but bye for now. <laughs> Guys, I'm back. It's because I had forgotten a really cool thing that we have going on. It's a short-term project. So if you're hearing this, hopefully it's not too late. Go over to my website. It's aprilific.com forward slash COVID recovery. I had a request for an episode from a listener, which I never get that. And so she immediately had my attention and I like to indulge and deliver when I can. So I would love to make this happen. If you have had COVID-19, please go to the webpage. Again, that's aprilific.com forward slash COVID recovery and click on the start recording and tell us your story. There are some sample questions there that she suggested that she would like addressed, but just tell us your experience having come down with this virus firsthand and what, if anything, you brought from that experience that you're able to take forward with you, so. Okay, now that's really it. <laughs> Bye.